Welcome! It's another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. I'm Alon. And my name's Ara. Now, Ara, it is Friday right now. Is that what we're calling it these days? Yes, it is Friday. We tried to record on Tuesday, or we didn't really try. We almost did, but I couldn't do it. I had to let you know. Unexpectedly was not able to do it. Do you remember what, what I was doing that night? You were pregnant. I was pregnant. My wife was, actually. And, uh... For those who don't know or haven't gone through this, first-time parents, stuff happens. You want to be sure that everything's okay. Nothing wild happened. We're totally cool. But we went to the hospital to check everything out. Um, I had when, – when we got there, we ended up in, like, the labor area, like the same type of room we would be in when the baby's actually being born. Sometimes um, I go to the hospital just to check everything out too. Yeah, well, that's, that's good. But, but what they don't know is that I'm checking them out keeps you nice and safe so anyway I, for the record we're not doing like a traditional birth it's all midwifey and like you know crunchy granola style in colorado anyway but but it still will be in in a room in what is technically a hospital um anyway so we're there making sure she's okay and, and like i'm we're chill about it we're just being overly cautious and i'm laying on the couch that like is there for the dad to sleep on because labor takes a really long time um and so we're there for like three and a half hours. I'm probably laying on this couch for three hours, honestly, like trying to nap while she like is hooked up to mach- machines and stuff. And no big thing. Like eventually she's done and they tell her to go do some stuff at home, whatever. Um, I get up and we walk to the elevator. And like as soon as we get to the elevator, I'm suddenly nauseous. Now, I'm not the one who went to the hospital, right? Like, I mean, I went, but it wasn't because of me. We're there for her, but I'm the one getting nauseous. And that is very unusual. Would you? Did you accidentally, uh, mistakenly, uh, go to a, a Soviet hospital? No, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't. I, at the at this point, I didn't know what caused it. I still am not sure, but I was a little bit nauseous. That was weird. We got downstairs, and I like, I laid down on a couch that was just like in the hallway somewhere, for a minute. Got back up, drove home. No big deal. Um, but then when we got home, it was it was like a little after midnight. We got home. I go to bed, and at one thirty. The very unfortunate happens, and I start uh, just puking everything I have right out. And there's more happening than just puking, but for the sake of the show, I will describe it as just puking. I think the technical term, uh, the medical term for that is uh, a miscarriage. (laughs) All right, so maybe it is. That that took a long time for me to set up. So so put it this way. Uh, I was puking in the tub because the toilet was in use so i'm puking in my tub and this is at 1 30 in the morning i'm supposed to be at work the next day and um anyway that finishes is everybody Take, listening eating yet by the way <laughs> i hope i hope they are my wife of course is is staying awake because i'm so loud during this process um maybe an hour and a half later or like are, an are you the kind of same later? same kind of puker that i am I mean, it's a lot of noise. Yeah, I'm like, uh, uh, you know how like I like to, you know, bring maximum gusto to everything I do. Yes, uh, puking is no exception. I'm, I'm sure that's the case. So with me, I'm certainly that way, and uh, you know, it, it only lasts a few minutes while you're dealing with that, but you're sort of shell shocked. Eventually, I leave the bathroom, I go back to bed, and I think back to this time, this thing that happened to me 11 years ago. I was at a friend's. Um, Super Bowl party, actually her boss's house. And I, I got what I can only assume is food poisoning. And I was just up all night, like clockwork. Um, oh, I thought you were going to tell puking. me about the other time you accidentally got pregnant. No, but I was puking like every 45 minutes, keeping her up so that she couldn't go to work the next day. And, um, this was not like clockwork. This was like I puked and an hour and a half later I did it again. But then 45 minutes later I did it again. And then 30 minutes later I did it again. And then 20 minutes later, but it lasted all the way until like 7.30 a.m. for just seven hours straight, I was just puking my guts out. So we didn't do the show because I had to go to the hospital, and then the rest of my night sucked for totally unrelated reasons. I'm still not sure what it is that gave me that what I assume is food poisoning, but whoo, my gosh. Anyway, this has given me insight into a great new idea for a food poisoning, puking trajectory video game. You'll find it on Xbox Live Fall of 2015 um, because it's given me inspiration. 
So unbelievably uh, bad night. You know, I'm I'm so <laughs> glad you brought up this this topic of puking because I've never explained to you my theories about puking. Nor, I didn't realize you had any. Nor the listeners. Oh, oh yes. I have a theory that, and you think that this is actually serious. I'm dead serious about this. I think okay. that I don't. I'm not. <laughs> I'm questioning whether or not the world needs more theories on puking, or we pretty much have it figured no, out. No, no, no. This is insightful. I promise you. Okay. At least for me. Um, I think that every bodily function that results in a um, what's the word? There's a technical. There's a really precise word I want to use here. Uh, a a um, an ejection of fluid of whatever type from your body is an intrinsically satisfying experience. Um, you know, I can't say that puking is fun. And let me I guess the puking feels better than the feeling you have immediately beforehand. Well. I got to explain myself a little bit. What I'm getting at here, especially with the puking, is that before puking, okay, very unpleasant. You feel bad, right? Immediately yeah. after puking, also feel bad, very unpleasant. But the the very brief moment where uh, you are one with the puke and all you are doing is puking, I submit to you all that that very brief moment is one of immense satisfaction. All right. Well, I hope we've created bulimics across the world as a result <laughs> of that insight. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that I felt much better. Like I knew it would end and just be like, all right, door shut. And you just never know when that is. It could just keep going. But it was like it was like 730 or 8 a.m. I was like, no, I'm done. This is good. I'm going to bed. And obviously didn't go to work. Uh, anyway. Okay. Well, now that all of our listeners have stopped listening, we can yeah. uh, go on to uh, more uh, interesting topics. I, did, I didn't mean to go on for like five, six, seven minutes about that. But that's at least why we didn't do the show on Tuesday. And then whatever. It took no, us until Friday to get it done. No, this is my other one of my guilty uh, pleasures too. So um, I'm totally on board with you here, Alon. Yeah. Okay. Luckily, everyone's okay. And I'm fine. And she's fine. And in good times. Um, <clears throat> but there's certainly been a lot going on in video game land. So worth talking about. I got my stuff. Did I tell you that? Your video game stuff. Well, my everything stuff, but including my video game stuff. I still haven't played uh, Sports Friends because like, I haven't even hooked up my PS3 or PS4, but it's there. And like, I totally want to do that this weekend. Um, but I got my stuff so I can get back back into my normal mode of being guilty about not playing more games when I should. Um, but more importantly, I didn't even realize because I didn't go to E3 last year, but like we're inching right up on it. Like it's right around the corner. Um, and that means all sorts of stuff is happening in the world. News is, is pouring out. Um, but I think the most interesting thing that I read in the last couple of weeks, I, I don't think it's related to E3. D- did you hear about this, uh, the Nintendo stuff and Tamadochi Life? Oh, yeah, Rina that Bells. stuff. Yeah, I think it's a Tomodachi. Yeah, but, you know, Tom, who's... Tomodachi, yeah. You know, Tom, yeah, the Japanese, they flip around their syllables all the time. Tom, so tomodachi. All right. So basically it's, uh, you know, like Tamagotchi, like you make your own characters or whatever and they live a life, kind of the Sims-ish, whatever. Actually, um, trivia, uh, Tomodachi, uh, I think just means friend in Japanese. Does it? Yeah, friend all right. Friend but it's like life. one of those games where you like, I don't know, you live a fake life in the game. Um, and so you would expect that many people in that game or many people who are playing the game, especially because you can play with your Miis. It's a 3DS game, by the way, but, but the 3DS, you have your Mii characters. Um, and so people are going to emulate their own life in that game. And the game has relationships, just like in The Sims, you can you know, get married and have a love life and whatever. I don't know how, how deep it goes in, in Tomodachi, but... Um, you can have I have the feeling not as deeply as The Sims. Yeah, well, Just probably that. not. Um, but it has one very specific difference between, you know, it and The Sims, where The Sims allows for uh, same-sex relationships, 
and Tomodachi simply doesn't allow for it. I don't know what restrictions it puts on it if it just doesn't allow love to happen between those two people or like there's some sort of trigger that it doesn't matter. Point is homosexuality is not a thing. Well, there's and a I, there's a marriage construct in the game, right? So you can't uh, you can't marry somebody of the same gender. You have to marry okay. somebody of opposite gender. There you go. Okay, so I did, I didn't realize that. Um actually I did and then just forgot when I was talking about it. So um, pu- puking will do that to you. <laughs> I guess so. Anyway, when I first read about this, Nintendo was taking a very like, you know, we hear you but we don't really care attitude. Um, like that's, we just make this game for fun and you guys should get over it. Uh, but since then, since that first happened, and I don't know how much time between when I first read about it and when they came out with a real statement happened, maybe just a day or two, but they issued like a real apology. This is from Nintendo. I mean, I guess it's from Nintendo of America or at least the American. You really think it was real because I thought it was disingenuous. No, I, I totally believe it. I mean, maybe I have a naive trust of Nintendo, but um, let me read the whole thing. It's only, it's pretty short. So they say, we're committed to fun and entertainment for everyone. We apologize for disappointing many people by failing to include same-sex relationships in Tomodachi life. Unfortunately, it's not possible for us to change this game's design. Such a significant development can't be accomplished with a post-shipped patch. Uh, We're dedicated, or at Nintendo, dedication has always meant going beyond the games to promote a sense of community and to share a spirit of fun and joy. We're committed to advancing lifetime company values of fun and entertainment for everyone. And this is the important part. We pledge that if we create a next installment in the Tomodachi series, which seems pretty likely to me, uh, we will strive to design a gameplay experience from the ground up that is more inclusive and better represents all players. Um, Now, regardless of the fact that they misused a comma in that sentence, um, I totally believe them. And Anyway, we're going to break. I, I hope we can talk about this a little bit more when we get back. We will be right back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we're back. It's Chatterbox. Video game radio now 100%. Free. That's that's good. That's like an upgrade. Yeah, and, it's uh, going to be really hard. Now I'm committed to not making any more references the rest of the show. Let's see if I can do it or not. Yeah, I, w- I wonder if we'll get through it without puking. Um, so I was okay, just talking about so, Nintendo. Yeah. They made yeah. they made this pledge. Now you say it's disingenuous, but I can't recall a time that Nintendo has outright lied to me or made like well, an they're not extreme. I don't say they're lying in their path. I'm just saying they're disingenuous because I – do you know what I think the, the lawyer's favorite word is? Pledge? No. The lawyer's favorite word Committed? is – no, no, no. Uh, it is if. Oh. Yeah, but come on, man. What do you think they're going to not make the sequel just because they would have to include homosexuality in it? Well – I'm actually pretty surprised that you think that the sequel would be a gimme. They don't have to. This is what I think they're saying by making this phrase. By by making this statement, I mean this is this is top-notch PR, by the way. This is um I mean it is very rare to see PR this good because what they've done by this statement is they've made everybody happy. But They've also given themselves enough room to do whatever they want without contradicting any of these statements. Yeah, I, I don't think that's the case. I think 
They're well, being... well, no, how can that not be the case? Because that's what they have achieved by saying it in the way that they have said it. No, because you're suggesting that they would forego making a sequel to Tomodachi Life, and if they wanted to make a sequel, they would, like, call it something else. What I'm saying is that they have unlimited options at this point. They, well, they can... always have unlimited options, but it, it seems I... like right now... like. It, Dude, this is in response to the internet community, and the internet community doesn't put up with, like, PR sidestepping. So if they were to come out with a sequel and not do it, they would totally be bagged for it. Uh, well, the, I'm not saying that they would do that. So... They, won't, they won't do that. But what I'm saying is, is that by not doing that and by making the phrases that they've made... They are, they have complete, they're like Vladimir Putin right now. They have all the options available to them. And let me elaborate. No, except so, the option of making a sequel. Well, I, well, yeah, but that option is, it's, it doesn't restrict their mobility. And, and then I have to explain this. So basically, like that, that is what it does is it still keeps all their possible options open. And the way it does it is because if they want to make another game, that let's say, for instance, it's uh, a couple years in the future, okay? First of all, if they feel like this topic is too hot a topic, because between Japan and U.S. culture, it is a hot topic. Because the Japanese culture is so much more conservative as far as that goes. Now, if they decided it's globally too hot a topic, then... They can simply avoid the whole issue and not contradict themselves by not releasing another game like this. If they decide that they, for any reason, figure it's profitable and worth it for them to make another game like this, um, but they still, for whatever reason, uh, only want to allow different gender marriages, then they can just make a different game and not have it in any way related to this game artistically or thematically. Or the final option that they have, which is which rounds out all the really possible permutations, is that if they find if they realize that in X amount of years that it's not as hot a topic as it used to be, and that everybody in the world is uh, culturally much more amenable to the prospect of same-sex marriage, then uh, they can make a sequel to this game and do exactly what they did said they were going to do and everyone will be even happier well yeah. i guess some people i hear but, you on two of the three of those but the second one i don't think is realistic they wouldn't be able well, to I'm make not, another i'm game. not making a comment about what's realistic or not realistic what i'm telling what i'm trying to explain is that they they are not restricted in any way as to what moves they can do after having made the statement it is the perfect pr statement all right well that second one is not true though you because you said if they still want to make the game, they could make it not the same, you know, thematically. And I'm like, well, then it's not the same game. Right. Well, they can. Yeah. But if they if they want to represent the topic at hand in a game, they can do it without contradicting themselves is what I'm saying. OK, N Nintendo doesn't care. Like only fans care whether something is like a sequel or not. Nintendo doesn't care as a corporation whether something is actually like deemed to be a sequel of another game or not. Oh, see, that's come on now. That's not true at all. Not, Otherwise, they wouldn't make sequels. I'm, I'm sequels are valuable about, because of their brand recognition. No, no, look, don't don't strawman me. I'm talking. I'm not strawmanning you. I'm telling you, there's a reason that there's a Mario two instead of a different game. That no, doesn't what, have Mario no. I mean, you're conflating a couple different things here. That's not what I'm saying. So explain it yourself. They make whatever game they want to make. They decided, for example, Mario 2 is actually a great example of the argument I'm putting forth because they decided, okay, well, you know, we don't want to put out in America this, um, you know, the actual real Mario 2, which they decided probably wasn't compelling enough because it used mostly all the same art assets. So they took a completely different game and they said, yeah, we're going to redress Doki Doki Panic as Super Mario 2 because we think the art's going to help it sell better. Yeah, so what they did was they took a game that wasn't Mario and then they made it connected to an existing game. They made it a sequel because yeah, so who's it to being say a they, sequel is who's valuable. Who's to say they, they won't do the converse if they feel like it's in their best interest to? Well, sure, if they feel like it's in the best interest. But I'm, what I'm saying is making it a sequel to an existing popular franchise uh, is is valuable. Well, so I they never, would only be hurting I, themselves by doing I that. I never 
that's you're, you're talking about a different topic about that. That's not even the point I was making. All right. So anyway, given that this game is successful, they have every reason in the world to make a sequel, and I think they will totally stick to this uh, pledge. And I was happy to see this. I mean, when you got this this news, I mean, when you first read this article, I'm, I'm curious uh, from your point of view, like, so you said it was dis- disingenuous, but did you have, was there even like a, a twinge of, hey, that's kind of, that's cool that they made made that comment or or not? Like, were you so negative about um, belie- I, believing it, I guess? that I don't think I'm being negative. I'm just, I, I believe I'm just looking at it for what it is, that. Nintendo is a corporation, and they have to manage their PR regardless of um, what people's opinions are. And they also have to play the political game of... See, the thing is, is that they don't want people who are... Whatever topic there is, okay, whatever righteousness there is, they don't want to piss off the people who are right... But they also do not want to piss off the people who are wrong. So I believe that what they've done with this statement is they've taken tactically the best possible road in the middle of both of those. And it's so genius because both parties, both opposing groups end up feeling, well, I don't know. We're also assuming I mean, there's you an can't account group. for anybody, but... There, well, yeah, there are some people who would be upset, I think. You know, what's, what, game. what's interesting about all of this is that I haven't seen the other side represented. I'm certain it exists. And I'm actually really curious if if the game, you know, some sequel with this sort of um, homosexuality element does come out on a Nintendo platform. I'm curious what the backlash will be or the strength of that backlash. Um, because I I doubt that Nintendo would make the opposite stance and say, Hey, you know what? We didn't mean to piss you off. We're going to take it out of the next thing. Um, like if the situation was reversed, I don't think they would do that. Not in today's culture anyway. Um, and you know what I I should say, I've been like opposing you this whole time. I don't like, you're right. It is a very well put together bit of PR. It's just that I believe it. Um, Let me, let me put it this way. Um, I think that what they're doing is, uh, not saying genuine heartfelt opinion, about uh, somebody, about the nature of human beings, uh, I think that they're operating uh, exactly how one would expect a corporation to operate. Yeah, no, there I totally agree with you. Because like I said, when, when I first heard about it, they didn't seem to, to agree and want to make the change or care very much about the outcries. Um, but it was only after there was a lot of pressure. But, you know, this, this actually, we, in an attempt to switch topics, right, um, this actually fits really nicely and with something else we had, I think we both had on our list for tonight about Microsoft flip-flopping on something again, presumably because of pressure, but I guess we don't really know uh, what the, the real impetus for Oh, that is. one seems pretty clear to me. Do, do you think? Well... You're talking about the price drop on the Xbox One, right? I don't, yeah, I don't see it as a price drop, but, but yes. <laughs> so, like, originally... There was pressure to say, hey, give this to us for $400 without the connect. And I'm, I get the feeling like they didn't do this because people were unhappy about it. They simply did it to be competitive in the marketplace, which is a, oh, yeah, absolutely. a, a less compelling story to me. Um, and in fact, I'm actually really aggravated by the change. Um, but I, I guess I, I want to turn it over to you and, and hear what your thoughts on are, are on it before, before we go to break and before I, I talk about it. Well, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts. How much time do we have? Uh, about minute and a half. Minute. Yeah, that's going to be all right. Well, we'll see how far I get. So, okay. So let me just lay the ground or we'll come back after the break. So for those who don't know, E3 is just coming up. A lot of announcements happen before E3. And I, I don't know exactly what the day for E3 is, but basically right around when it starts, Microsoft will have, they're making a lot of changes actually. Some which I totally agree with and some I don't. So first and foremost, um, Xbox One without the Connect for $400 instead of Xbox One with the Connect for $500. Um, from the beginning, people were asking for this, but they said, no, no, no. It's integral to the experience. You have to have it. Um, we're not going to get rid of it. And then before it released, they made it so technically you didn't have to have it, but certainly they thought you should and they wanted everyone to own it. Now they're setting up a situation where people don't even, there are going to be people who have the Xbox One without a Connect 
at all. And this, aside from some functionality concerns, also bugs me just because of install base. Anyway, now we're going to break, and we'll hear your thoughts at length as soon as we come back. We'll be right back. Okay, so we're back. I was talking about the Xbox One now being connectless. Um, very quickly before you say anything about it, also one of the things they're changing is that you don't need Xbox Live to like go on Netflix and HBO Go and all that other stuff. That's just some BS. They should have made that change like two years ago or just never never required it in the first place. Yeah, so that last cool one, that doing that. which is not really the same topic, but the only thing I want to interject with that is... Uh, yeah, that was just Microsoft doing whatever they wanted to because they thought they could. And now Microsoft is realizing, um, okay, they can't do everything they thought they could. So they're taking – making concessions. Yeah, now that even Nintendo can do it. Okay. Um, all right, so what do, you, what do you think about this? No more, no more necessary connect or, or required connect for the Xbox One. Well, what it does is – for anybody who was counting on, I guess the word they sometimes use for this sort of thing is, uh, no, I don't want to say parody. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyway, um, I mean, you don't have a unified platform for their connect thing, but since I, since I've always believed that their connect thing is also a surreptitious way for them to collect information that I don't want them to collect. I'm actually very pleased that uh, this little division of you don't have to have connect completely destroys their whole connect foundation utterly. Um, When you say connect foundation, you mean the ability to get all that information you think they're collecting? Well, everything they want to do with connect because now they cannot reliably know that every single person has connect yeah and that's what actually makes makes me angry yeah well i mean it may make you upset but that means that they they won't be also reliably uh, you know collecting all of this aggregate data to use for nefarious purposes so there's actually things that i kind of like about it and just but it's only because of like the legacy of, of how things have unfolded so um First off, I'm pissed because the idea is when everybody has it, people will make games for it. And there's already been developers who are saying like, oh, well, we were going to make a game for Connect." Yeah, it's that's not so much. That's going to that part of it is the most utter part of the destruction that they're doing to their market, actually. Yeah, it, it's not so much that I wanted Connect games, but I see that there's potential value in it. And especially in games that don't re- don't like use the Connect only, but where there might be a feature or two in it where it just is helpful to have now nobody will bother building it in or it'll be so incredibly gimmicky that it would be a waste of time um to even bother with it but the other side of it is that there's a lot of stuff they do with connect with just voice commands and it's the only reason that you would require that is to sell more connect devices which obviously is not wasn't an issue with xbox one until now um because they could just do it with a headset you could just hear what someone's saying and do whatever the hell they need to do but there are games that use voice commands for xbox 360 and xbox one that would only take those voice commands if it was through a connect and that was also a load of bs um from the beginning so now that they've wait what was the load of bs that that you needed this special device when all you needed was the headset like they said you know what you have a headset we can listen to what you're saying but we're not going to unless you have this much more expensive equipment yeah, so I'm actually wondering how much of a BS or not BS that is actually. Well, originally, when they first designed the Connect, it had a logic board in it, right? Like it, it had some processing power, but then they took that out. Right, but that was so Connect it, 1, right? So what did they do yes. with this latest revision? 
I mean, I am not the hardware expert in this case. I don't know. But I believe that the Kinect remained a series of sensors. I don't believe they added any processing into it. Um, I could be wrong, and I would welcome people correcting me and pointing to some reference about it, but I don't think they did. And assuming I'm right, and that is a leap in and of itself, but assuming I'm right, it's it's totally lame for them to require it just for uh, for voice input since lots of people playing online already have their headset on. Um, and it was stupid to require that thing in the first place. Uh, so, so in that respect, it's, it's a nice change that they might now have, I, I don't know if they were stopping developers from doing that or what the situation was, but nobody was doing it. Um, so now people might still get on board with the idea of voice commands, but without requiring the, the connect in the first place. I, um, I suppose that the whole thing is a all in one bundle. If where's the microphone is the microphone on the connect sensor. Yeah. Then that's what it is. They they maybe maybe they made a huge misstep by putting the microphone on that piece because if you don't have that piece anymore, then how are they going to make sure that everyone has a microphone even if you all well because it. it's packed in with the Xbox One. Everyone yeah, you got headset. your headset. That's true. That's that's what I'm talking about. Everyone's wearing a headset. Yeah, I mean, has the ability to, and even if they didn't have one, they could get one for less than 150 bucks. Yeah, but it doesn't – it's the whole – right? It's once again, if you can't ensure that everybody has it, then that aspect of it is um, – you're going yeah, to – it's just really bad. No, I, I'm I'm with you there, but it's the headset everyone does have and at least voice commands I think are something that you could take or leave in, in development. It wouldn't be that crazy. Um, but it's also like – it's far enough from gimmickry that – it would make sense to use it. I mean, well, obviously, it depends on the game and says, application. But says you and other people. Yeah. I, I mean, I see a lot of applications for it. I take I take a sick satisfaction out of this result, actually. Just that they made the change in general? Yeah, because that, that way it's – this is this to me is a win for user privacy, honestly. That's what I think. I mean, not just privacy, choice, but – but there was a certain value in ensuring that everybody had that device. And well, now, well, for them, that's the thing. The value, I think, was way he- more heavily weighted towards them at the expense of other people, you know, at I, the expense of their consumers. I don't think I told you about this, and, and I feel like I've talked about it with someone recently, but I don't think it was on the show. Um, there's actually, like, user-unfriendly behavior on the – on the Xbox One because of the Connect, which I hope they might change. Um, which it was cool. I actually saw someone in the comments bring this up as well, and it's always been a concern of mine. What is you know, it? On your Xbox 360, when you turn it on, it automatically, or you can set it up so that it automatically logs you into Xbox Live, right? You're, you're familiar with that. Like, Arashir is just logged in. Yeah, although my 360, um, thanks to their awesome programming, there's a bug somewhere where that actually doesn't do that properly. But anyway, I digress. Okay, well, it should. You can just say, here's all the the users on my machine. This is the default user and automatically log him or her in when we turn it on, right? Not an option on the Xbox One. Can't do it. Okay. Can you believe that? Like, they took the option out. Here's what you can do. You can set up, like, super private password versions where you have to do something special to get in. Um, or you can just select it. So anytime you need to go online, it's like, hey, you're not online. Do you want to use this person? And I only have I only have one user set up on mine, so I don't know what happens if you have more than one. So mine, I'm just like, yes, but it's a couple extra button clicks. And it's a, a certain amount of time that it takes just to load that menu of saying, hey, you need to log in. Um, the other option, the only automatic login option is using the camera of the connect. It recognizes you and says, Oh, Hey, Alon. And you're logged in. Oh yeah. That one. Are you bummed? You can't do that anymore. Well, I haven't been doing it. I don't know if you remember, or if I mentioned it, um, I haven't had my connect plugged in since I moved to Colorado. Um, for whatever reason, like I didn't have a final setup. We were still painting the house, whatever. I didn't want to hook it up and I still haven't. Um, and so I've, never been able to log in automatically to it. If I had it connected the whole time, this wouldn't be an issue because now I, now I have a couch, right? And it would see me sitting in front of the couch and I'd be fine. Um, but there just is no automatic login option. And now for people without a connect, um, they won't even have the connect option. So they either have to change how the OS works and let you automatically log in or just have this pain in the butt. I bet I, I bet I know what happened. 
Well, they wanted to force people to use the Kinect. Well, no, no, no. I, I think it was a little more subtle than that. I think what happened was that they were like, now that everyone has this Kinect and now that uh, we are going to make this Kinect uh, look at and recognize everybody's face, there will be no need for automatic login. That will be like purely a deprecated feature. And the irony of all this is that all these changes now uh, make it so that that ostensibly deprecated feature is now much needed. Yeah, I. Th- this is where I take a much more cautious stance than you, where I think they did it on purpose to ensure that people were aware of the cool features of the Connect to get them to love it more. Oh, it recognizes my face and logs me in. That's well, cool. Well, I'm sure that's one component. Yeah, I but, doubt they did it just because it was an un- unnecessary feature. Um, because well, I'm not the only one who's noticed, right? I, I'm sure the developers did too. Okay. I'm not really – that didn't really follow your last comment there, but uh, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. So another another topic perfectly suited to follow our discussion of homosexuality on in uh, Tomodachi is this thing about men playing as women in games. Oh, yeah. That – yeah. You know what? I don't have a huge amount to say in that, but there were just a couple things that I thought were interesting – uh, namely, that uh, is may, may, many, many, many more men do that than women. About 23% of men choose opposite gender avatars compared to 7% of women. Yeah. I, have I mentioned that I'm one of them? Um, what, of the 23%? Yes. Um, well, you had a one in, about one in five chance of it. So Yeah, I guess. I Again, this is one of those things I don't know if I talked about on the show or just – in real life somewhere. Um, but this, this article that I was reading from, I think it was a joystick article, but I, it's weird. Cause I also think I've seen it more than once lately. Um, anyway, he talks about, I guess people asked of, of the men who did this, their common response was just, you know, if I'm going to be playing a game, looking at an avatar, I'd rather look at an attractive avatar the whole time. And that's what I think. That's what I've always said is, is my reason for it. Even though you, I'm, I mean, the game I'm referring to is Titanfall. And in that game, you only see your avatar, like, very, very seldom. Um, yeah, but isn't it cool to, like, think of, you know, women's bodies as you're playing? Um, well, I don't think of it as in playing. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't Are you see sure? it. <laughs> it's only, like, in, in between the game matches that you would ever see it. And even then, rarely. But I also think part of it is that it defaults to man or to male. And I have an inherent urge to to like non-conform, like to just do the less likely scenario. Oh, is that why you always pick unnecessarily hard difficulty levels, even, even I for no good that. reason? Sometimes I don't do that. Anyway, it's, it's time for break. That's a good topic, though. <laughs> well, we'll be right back in just a second. back it's chatterbox video game radio and you know i forgot to mention there's a funny little thing about the previous topic um going to be interlacing topics for a second here so the funny thing is that uh in 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 another bold pr move uh and it's bold because it's uh it sounds actually uh, a little funny when you break it down they Right, so Microsoft, the masters of PR or the apparent masters of PR, uh, you know, they wanted to make sure ostensibly that they weren't that that they're not doing this move because Connect was in any way a failure. So they had to, they felt compelled to mention some statistic about how Connect uh, really was still successful, even though they're making this change. And this one of them that they mentioned was that they were kind of bragging about how, according to their data, the users average about 120 voice commands a month. 
And this is really funny to me because I was reading some comments and somebody was astute enough to point out that, well, if you use the voice command Xbox on and Xbox off every day for a month, that's act- that accounts for half of those voice commands. Well, I mean... So that's actually, if you play the... If, if you are playing every day, it's not really using the Kinect all that much. So in... Gen- thematically, I agree with you. It's not you're probably not using voice commands very much. Although, I mean, Xbox on and Xbox off are voice commands. They're actually the most powerful voice commands, in my opinion. So, there's that. But but also that's that's very fuzzy math. You know, you'd have to assume you use it every day, and you only use it once every day. Uh, but anyway, I guess this isn't a math class. Um, I can tell you that in my experience, people do. It basically is Xbox on or off. And almost exclusively, Xbox record that. That's that's pretty much it. They use the record that a lot, and you hear it when you're playing multiplayer, you know, and you're in a party with people. They'll every once in a while they'll yell it out. There's that and Xbox unsnap, but that's because Titanfall snaps things all the damn time, and you have to unsnap it. But um, so this is funny because actually, right, like all these functions that you characterize as being the most frequent ones, which I actually totally believe are the ones that are actually most cleanly separated from game activities. Um, yeah, they're OS. It's OS stuff. I mean, it's the games haven't integrated it to... I mean, the one game that I play doesn't integrate it into the game, except dealing with, like, menus and party system and stuff. Um, in fact, even then, it's an OS thing. Um, but, you know, so when you think about it, Xbox on and off, you can do it with your controller, so it's a needless command. Um, the snapping is an OS feature that I could totally do without. They could have implemented a different way. But the Xbox Record that is actually, it's useful, and I can't imagine a better implementation than using either the Connect or voice recognition through a standard microphone. But the point is a voice command as opposed to something else because it allows me to tell the system to instantly record 30 seconds of something that was really cool without me having to take my eyes or brain out of the game. Yeah, actually, it's that makes total sense to me because that's exactly the kind of thing that you want to be able to do, but it just seems really inelegant to devote an entire physical button to just that action. Yeah, so you mean so the Connect is actually useful in that case? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's probably the, big, the greatest use I've Yeah, noticing. no, it's the only one that I see as, like, genuinely useful meaning in my opinion meaning it couldn't easily be replaced by something that is not difficult right because the xbox on and off always gives people um problems like it, it barely ever works and oh my god when you were reading this did you see what kaz harai put on on his twitter account or someone put on his twitter account for him i don't know oh boy it was something like um okay so xbox without the connect so now we go from uh, the Xbox with the Connect, understanding people. Uh, crap! I'm so, I'm not translating this at all because I don't have it in front of me. He was basically making fun of the Connect for never understanding people. I was like, okay, they used to have the Connect, and it only sometimes understood people. Now, without Connect, it will never listen to people. It was much more funny when he said it, and I'm mad at myself for not having that quote ready. Ooh, you know, that's a that's a pretty big bird. It, it was a big jab, and I. You know, you should go look it up because it's much more interesting when he said it. Okay, so going back to the uh, men and women using opposite yes, genders. Yes, I totally do it. And I think I do it partly, yes, because I look. I prefer to look at, like, a woman's ass when I'm playing a game uh, than a man's or any part of a woman for that matter. But also partly because it helps you feel like a no, woman? No, not at all. <laughs> But I'm also I'm okay. not playing games where I feel like I'm role playing. I mean, Titanfall, it makes no difference whatsoever. You're not interacting with other people as if you're a character in the game. The only thing you're doing is shooting them in the face. Um, yeah, that that avatar aspect often gets conflated with uh, actual role yeah, playing. Yeah, but like in World of Warcraft, where it's a very social game, I personally, if I played that game and I took a, a female avatar, I don't think I would act differently. But I also think the point of this study is to demonstrate that people don't necessarily do it on purpose. Um, 
Yeah. Incidentally, um, what I've been able to research about this particular study is that uh, it seems like a lot of people who know – because this was in WoW, was I, I believe it? it was, but I'm not sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. So a lot of people who play WoW are criticizing the study because a lot of the um, the statistics that I won't be mentioning about it uh, are not very good statistics because they'll say things like, oh, well, you know, the men – the men who played as women, like, followed, like, kept their distance from the group more and jumped more often. But the thing is, is that a lot of, as a lot of people correctly point out, when you jump in WoW, it's for all kinds of reasons that are n- not often the ones that they stated or assumed. And when you keep your distance from your group, oftentimes it's for tactical reasons that it's a function of your class and so on. And anyway, it just seemed like these... Uh, this study seemed to be oblivious to all of these uh, important pieces of information. Yeah, so basically they they were inappropriately applying social context to this, these actions. I think that's what you're yeah, saying. Which is, uh, yeah, which is a big danger if you're an academic and doing studies and you don't actually totally understand the domain that you're working on. Yeah, I'm with, with you. And I, I think we're going to see a lot more of that actually. And, and what I mean by that is uh, studies that purport to come – to conclusions, but but don't really because they don't understand the context well enough. Well, it's and, happening a lot already because you know a lot of academics think that there isn't as much to understand or learn about the depth of the domain of the games they're studying than there really is. I kind of hope that it will start to diminish as academics become more educated about uh, what's in these games actually and what the dynamics are. Yeah, I'm also willing to bet that it was a relatively small sample just because of the the time that I imagine would be required to analyze the activities of people. It had to be yeah, very time intensive and therefore a small small sample. I believe it was uh, a small sample, but there's there's a there's another point I want to make about this. Um and regardless of how small the sample was, I think uh I think this is still viable to talk about. So well, the main thing that I'm taking away from this is that there is – I think that there is something uh, – and now we're going to get really sexist. There is something about the male gender in the aggregate that makes us guys feel more open to choosing a different gender than girls do overall. What? What do you mean? Like within the game, I would feel more free about. Um, no, there's just uh, there's just simply there's some difference between guys and girls. There seems to be that would. My theory is is that there's something there that makes us guys more open to the prospect of playing as a female versus oh, the other just, way around. Okay, so like socially. Generally speaking, men are more willing to gender swap than women. Just in this context, not in – I don't want to say the word socially because – I'm, think, I'm thinking um, the whole world. I mean because you see more women men, dressing up as men than mm, – or more men dressing up as women in, in real life than other no, women. But that's, but, no, but that's – we don't know if that's true or not because it's all – I mean that's, that's – It's hard to quantify. I know. It's very hard to quantify and it's the your 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 view of it is very biased depending on what kind of media you consume or don't consume. So it's really hard to say. Maybe that that's one part of it because it's just in the more in the media more. Uh, I mean possibly, right? But and I, and I don't even know what the thing itself is. I'm just putting it out there that there seems to be something about um I mean, I'm opening the floor for speculation here. Alan. Yeah. Do you think – what do you think it is? I mean I, I think it has has to do completely with um, – I mean obviously it's connected to the player, right? I don't think the game itself and how the game portrays the male or female has much to do with it. It's it's the specific person's prevalence to – or, or you know um, their inclination to play as one or the other. And I think part of it is just – um, a curiosity to be the other the other side since you don't get to do that, right? So since you're in a virtual okay. world, you well, might want to try the other thing, whatever the other thing is. But yeah, but what I'm my question is why is it why is it why do men do more it more than yeah? Men? I mean that's I guess you're right. 
that's the point um maybe men are less comfortable with themselves and want to try maybe they're more maybe they're more comfortable and therefore more willing to try other things well women um, don't like pretending or or lying to other people I, I think that there is a, some inkling of truth in, in that, actually. That for some reason or another, it I'm under the impression that... Um, and yes, you know, this is outrageously uh, sexist speculation here. That between the guys who play games and the girls who play games, it seems like in the aggregate the girls seem to have a more strict definition of what's uh, okay or not okay for them to do. And so they feel like they want to follow, uh, like they don't see choosing a different gender as, as much of an option as guys might. Let me put it that way. What do you think about that? Um, I don't know. I think, I, I don't think that's the case. I mean, I, I think at least in this case where we're talking about World of Warcraft, it's very obvious that you create your character and you pick your gender and you have to make that choice up front as a very real choice that affects like everything else you do in the game. I don't know if it has a material yeah. effect because I don't know about World of Warcraft and if there's a difference in strength or characteristics or whatever. I assume it doesn't. Um, but Not, a, not appreciably. Yeah. I, I got to be honest. Right like right. In the world, there seems to be a greater appreciation for women than men just just in all things right like well i had a friend who always said that guys like guys are ugly as a gender and women are beautiful physically as a gender and there's something to be said there and so i think yeah a lot of men are going to play as men a lot of women as women and then some men are going to want to be women because they're just cooler and fewer women are going to want to switch just because women are better Maybe it can be encapsulated in the thought that just in general in society, the female physical form is more valued than the male physical form. Yeah, you know, basically what I'm realizing is that we have about a million different theories and we're probably never going to know the answer. But Well, yeah, but it's fun to not only speculate but be sexist yeah. about it at the same time. Of course. Well, with that, we are uh, nearing the end of the show. So I'm going to remind everyone about our Facebook page slash Chatterbox Video Game Radio where you can you know, tell us what you think about this. And if uh, all the women hate us, feel free to put that up there now. Um, if there's a topic you want to talk, want us to talk about, post that on the page as well. Um, I think that's about it. You can also email us. Uh, anything else you want to you mention before we go, Aura? Oh, no, I'm ready to All right. Go. Well, have a good night, everyone. Enjoy your weekend and try not to puke too much. Good night, guys. And girls. Maybe. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.